Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with Micah and Prime. We're back for another divisional preview. We're going back to the North, but we're in the NFC North uh, this episode. We're looking at the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions. We're going to do our usual format with the one big question for each team. Go to best offense, go to best defense, best QB, and then we will give you our final rankings on where each team is going to stack up. So I'll start with you, Micah, with our first question, and we're going to talk about the Packers. Now that Mike McCarthy is gone and they have a new head coach, it's a new regime, new system, are the Packers going to be back to what we know them to be as a contender, a top contender in the NFC? Um, I think one thing about the Packers, and it's one of those things you could never really um, – I guess you could say never really count out is the fact that they have – a Hall of Fame talent at quarterback. That right there is a uh, personal game changer to me, at least in the NFL. Um, you can throw in whoever you want at coach at this point. I think Mark McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers' relationship, it was getting a little stale. It's been there since he's been in the league, uh, since really 2007, 2008. Um, it was time. It was time for them to move on. It was time for the regime to change. I think bringing Matt LaFleur in, it's, it's cool. It's uh, probably a necessary step just for the development of the team, but with A-Rod back there, bro, I think the energy will be back. Um, you still have playmakers coming back. Devontae Adams turned to a top a top ten receiver. You can argue maybe a top seven. I wouldn't say top five, but he's a great receiver in his own right. And I think just how the team's coming together, uh, hopefully injuries don't rattle them. But I think they're primed for another good playoff run. I think it's time for them to step right back into the national spotlight. Prime? Um, I think regardless – Mike McCarthy or this new guy, they would have been fine because uh, they got the defense together. Well, at least that's what it looks like. So even if they would have kept Mike McCarthy or, you know, fired him, I think that they were poised to have a playoff run regardless because, to be honest, I don't really think you can have an offensive head coach for Aaron Rodgers. He's just one of them players, like, it's just he has the talent. So regardless, he's going to make it work. Um, they got Adrian Amos. They got Zadarius Smith. Uh, they got some guys on the defense. So I think now, you know, it's a lot better than it was last year. So I think they're going to make a run regardless who was the head coach. I, I want to touch back uh, on that, Prime. So do you think that the McCarthy relationship didn't really have anything to do with the Packers, like, not being successful? You think that if McCarthy was still here um, – was had another season this year that they would still be in a position to be a lot better? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, when you're losing, your relationship is always going to, you know, be bad. It, you know, I'm pretty sure even if they were having some sort of beef, even when they won the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure their relationship wasn't that great. But when you're winning, it doesn't really matter. But since you're losing and you already don't like the guy, they're going to, you know, fire the head coach before they trade the quarterback. And then you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers not going to get rid of him. So, I, yeah, I think regardless, they would have been fine if they would have kept Mike McCarthy, though, because, like I said, I think they got the defense together, which which they he never really had. That last time he had a good defense, they won the Super Bowl. So, good point. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree there. Um, I think Mike McCarthy was a little bit of a bigger issue in the locker room, though. Um, that report that came out that it said that he wasn't there during meetings, that he would um, – he would be getting massages during meetings and stuff. I, I think that uh, a lot of the players just didn't see him as a very serious coach. And it, it probably was because they were losing at the same time, weren't able to get that defense to get going. So getting LaFleur, uh, LaFleur in 
getting a new system, just a I guess a breath of fresh air. And like you said, Brian, with a, a brand new defense, um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be back to where he should be. Um, the past couple of years, he's also been very injured. His O line has been spotty, so it's it's going to be it's going to be a very fun season because. Everybody considers Aaron Rodgers one of the best quarterbacks. I personally think he's the best quarterback in the NFL, just talent-wise. I, I think he's probably one of the greatest I've, I've maybe ever seen. Uh, so for him to not be in the playoffs the past couple of years, it's been very, very strange. And I'm, I think that this year is going to be that change that we're, we're finally, able, uh, finally able to see. But we're going to move on to the team that won the NFC North last, last year, the Chicago Bears. They were a young team. They were an exciting team. They had a very good defense, uh, and offense was able to be serviceable uh, behind Mitch Trubisky. They did have one problem, though, and that was kicking. They weren't able to, weren't able to find a reliable kicker, and it cost them uh, a chance to move further in the playoffs. So my question, I'll start with you here, Prime. Can the Bears repeat their success this year and end up winning the NFC North? Um, I think they can because the defense is dominant, and – Yes, Mitchell Trubisky isn't the one of the isn't the greatest quarterback, but when you have a defense that's that stout, uh, you can really you can really do about anything. To be honest, like uh, my the Ravens, I know they were the number one defense last year, but the Bears were number two, and if they make that field goal, you don't know what happens. So, I mean, they uh, signed Ha Ha Clan Dix, pretty good, uh, Cordell Patterson. He looked really good on the Patriots, but you know they make everybody, hey, man, yeah, everybody look good on the Patriots. <laughs> but uh, they signed Mike Davis, Buster Screens, no slouch in the slot. Um, they signed about five. Get that situated. Uh, I think I think they'll be good, but I think it's all going to be the, on the development of Mr. Bisky. Can he take that next step? Can Tariq Cohen make another step? Uh, I think losing Jordan Howard is yeah. going to be big. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's yeah, that's be a big loss. Um, he's no, you know, he's not the flashiest name, but you know, he he does all the grit and you know the short yard situations. Maybe Mike Davis can do that. I don't really think he can. Um, they did draft Riley Ridley from Georgia, another big uh, receiver. They already have Allen Robinson, so they got some names. They got some, you know, people of high caliber. It's just is Mitchell Trubisky gonna get it together? Because I trust the defense one hundred percent. Michael, yeah, bro. So I definitely think that. The Bears do have a, they have a decent chance to win the division. I think it all depends on how they act in the division games. Uh, you know, another division uh, that's just really hard to play in, just cold weather games, all outside teams, except well, besides the Lions and Vikings, of course. But it's never it's never an easy win in uh, that division. But just going, I guess, roster-wise, um, they remind me a lot of that team – well, the, uh, excuse me, the Chicago Bears team that actually made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, back in 07, they got beat by the Colts. Uh, the Devin Hester experience was really what got them there. But Mitchell Trubisky is a quarterback, maybe, I don't, I don't think he was a pro bowler. He's a quarterback that is serviceable um, with decent weapons and a good run game. You hope that either Mike Davis or David Montgomery can mesh well with Tariq Cohen and they get that two-back system. Because uh, I don't know if you trust Mitchell Trubisky to throw the ball 35 times or 30 times. Simply because the receiver weapons, I don't think they're there. Allen Robinson is a little bit uh, overrated, I guess, by talent-wise. It's not Alshon Jeffrey or anything like that. Um, the biggest thing they have, like Prime said, is the defense. The defense is disgusting, bro. 
Um, the fact that you have Khalil Mack, who is the, the best, I well, he's up there. He's either one or two, or if you want to go win A, one B for the best defensive players in the league. But it's not just him. They still got Rokon Smith, Danny Trevathan, Leonard Floyd. They got a pretty good secondary, pretty, a pretty solid secondary. Uh, how Clinton Dix kind of shares that up. I think they're primed for another playoff run, maybe a wild card spot, but you might see them in another deep playoff run. Uh, you know, there were a couple kicks, but you know, a couple of bad situations missing out last time. Um, I think the biggest thing for them is decent quarterback play. As long as uh, Trubisky doesn't deck it and completely throw away the season, they should be fine. Yeah, uh, I def I definitely agree there. Um, with with the Bears, it comes down to Mitch. Mitch was able before uh, they obviously missed that field goal. They were able to drive down the field against a pretty good Eagles defense and were, were pr- pretty close to getting to uh, that next round there against. And who, like you said, who would have known? Maybe they found themselves in the Super Bowl. That defense was that damn good uh, to to lead them to a Super Bowl. I think Mitch does take the next uh, step and makes that next level and make that uh, next jump. I want to see him become more of uh, a pocket presence, uh, have better pocket awareness and uh, probably try to stand in there and not try to make so, as many plays uh, on his feet. But the defense is good. It's going to lead him. And as long as he's able to be okay, um, as long as Tariq Cohen is still going to be a very good, uh, good running back, I think I do believe losing Jordan Howard is going to be very, very – it's going to be a tough loss for that offense. But I think they can put it together as, as a team. And it's going to be a tough NFC North. This NFC North is very competitive uh, – one through four, and they could definitely find themselves uh, winning the NFC North, but we'll get to our rankings at the end of the pod. Moving on to the Vikings, who made the playoffs two years ago and was in the NFC Championship game off the Stephon Diggs. A crazy touchdown against the Saints. They signed Kirk Cousins to a three-year deal, uh, all guaranteed, uh, what was it, 80-something, 90-something million dollars. And then they proceeded to miss the playoffs with Kirk Cousins uh, the next year. Um, so the question is, I'll start with you, Micah, here. Has the Kirk Cousins experiment already failed? <laughs> Good old Kirk, man. Um, it's interesting. He called himself a 500 quarterback, which I guess is supposed to be uh, praises for him, but really it's not. And I think that's their downfall right there. Um, they went 8-7-1, and one, I believe, last year. Yeah. Yeah, 8-7-1, that's Kirk Cousins at a base level. And when your quarterback is kind of embodying what your team or what you uh, – excuse me, how far your team can get, I think that's really your ceiling. Um, unfortunately, as much talent as the Vikings have had for really the last five years, I feel like they've had well, – the last four or five years, since really Teddy has been there, um, I feel like they've had the opportunity to get to the NFC Championship every year off talent alone. The problem is – Either it's been injuries, weird stuff going on, whatever it is, it's just not happening for them. Um, Kirk Cousins is the guy for them. I don't know if the experiment has failed, but if you have a guy that can't even maximize with the enormous amounts of talent that you have, it hurts. I mean, yes, they did really, really miss Dalvin Cook last year. So maybe adding that added running game um, and a receiving back too, maybe that helps out Kirk a lot and maybe he can maximize on this, but – I don't know, man. It's, it's Kirk. You might get a, a a Redskins 2015 year from Kirk, or you might get the year he had last year, which I guess by all intents and purposes wasn't bad. But like you said, or like I said, he's an 8-8 quarterback at best. So, I mean, the defense is always going to be that Vikings defense. As long as Harrison Smith, Xavier Rhodes, uh, 
Linval Joseph and them, Everson Griffin, Anthony Barr, as long as they're all there, they're going to be a great defense, a top seven defense, in my opinion. Uh, you know, top quarter league defense. But I just wish Kirk would know how to maximize what he can and really be a true leader and not like the, I guess, the fake leader I consider him to be. But we'll see, man. I don't really see much for them this year, even though they have a lot of talent and probably the second best or best receiver tandem in the league right now. But I just hope Kirk gets them done. If not, you're going to see another average year. Prior. Well, if you want to really answer the question, has it failed? I don't think it failed after one year. You signed up for three years. Um, that one year with Case Kingdom was just an outlier. I think, uh, you know, you could have plugged anybody at the quarterback position and they would have went far. That defense was on a historic tear. Um, they were giving up 15 points a game. And that is extremely low. And like I said, you could have put anybody back there, quarterback, and they would have done pretty good. So, and then you got the Stephon Diggs play, extremely lucky. So that was just their year to go to the NFC Championship game. As far as like, do you think is Kirk Cousins going to take them to the Super Bowl or anything? No, he isn't. There's too much talent in the NFC. But I wouldn't say it's a uh, it's failed because it's been one year. But I mean, I looked at Kirk Cousins' stats this year. You would have thought. You know, he was in the MVP race with his numbers, but that's why I always say, you know, stats kind of like, you know. They lie sometimes. They're not, they're not, you can use them, but they can't be your whole argument because if you look at him, 4,200, 30 tubs, 10 interceptions, you would think, you know, the team's success was pretty good. Now, did he have a good season? He did, but it wasn't a great one. There's a lot of miscommunication with him and the receivers. He didn't show up in big games. You know this. But for them to get back to that level they want to be, the defense has to go back to they was when they were in the NFC Championship game. Um, I think when you're paying somebody that kind of contract three years, uh, $80, 90000000 million, all fully guaranteed, um, I think the least you expect is for him to get to uh, the playoffs. Yes, it's a three-year. The first year was not a success uh, the first year. They weren't able to make the playoffs. But I do believe that so far this this contract is going to be a failure. And I, and I believe it's going to continue that way because I think the NFC North is too good. Um, they still have a pretty great defense. Uh, they're, with Diggs and Thielen, we saw that uh, they're, they're a great one-two punch. But there were times where Diggs was on the sideline screaming at Kirk Cousins and having those issues. And you brought up a point. In primetime games, he doesn't show up. And that's going to be – that's going to be the the biggest problem because if you don't get if you don't get um your quarterback to show up in big time games you're never going to be able to go anywhere and excuse me we saw a uh, Kirk with the Washington Redskins a chance to go to the uh to the NFL playoffs what exactly does he do against the New York Giants he has to he has uh who who are basically resting everybody giving you the game he has to drive the field get us a touchdown and we're going to the playoffs he throws an interception that is that is the Kirk Cousins you're going to get, and that's the Kirk Cousins that the Vikings are going to get. And they probably looked at the stats. They probably were like, oh, look at the talent the Redskins had around him. When they had Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, look at what he was able to do. Look at what that team was able to get to the playoffs. And they're like, oh, we have a similar situation here. But we saw we, we saw in those years that even with that great talent, he still has those uh, games where he's just like, what is going on with Kirk? He's going to dominate all the bad teams. Don't worry. He's going to get his numbers against the bad teams. But – I think for for you to see actual return from uh, from Kirk Cousins against the good teams, I don't think that's going to happen. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna deem his stint so far earlier uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions, Lions have been a team. It feels like they're in purgatory where they're gonna have the same record anywhere from six and ten to nine and seven, maybe ten and six, and nothing is really gonna come from it. Um, but if they have another season as they did uh, as they did last year. Is Matt Patricia already going to be on the hot seat? I'll start with you, Prime. Nah, he won't be on the hot seat because I just feel like it's just too much talent in the division. So anybody who you bring in there ain't going to do anything. It's no, like sometimes I just feel like you just got to stack up talent and just and you got to wait it out a little bit. You got Aaron Rodgers over there, so you off it, off bucks. You out of contention of not even winning the division. Yeah, they missed the playoffs last year, but that's not happening every year. Yep. So, the and it's weird. It's like the Lions are good. Like, I feel like they was in the AFC. They be in the playoffs mm-hmm. all the time. But it's yep. just – I like Matthew Stafford. Like, I like him a lot. I like the defense. It's just – like y'all said, man, they just in that spot where they just always average, and I don't know why, but I don't think he'll be in the hot seat because, like I said, anybody who you bring in there isn't really going to do much. The defense was good last year, um, although they was 16th and points allowed, giving up 22. That's right in the smack of the middle. So, I mean, could it be better on defense? Yeah, but, I mean, that's only going to win them a couple more games, and I still don't think they'll be – in any wild card or division race. So it's just, they just got to wait it out to me. Michael? Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, I agree with that assessment. Uh, the biggest thing for the Lions is, I mean, and I guess kind of just to call back what you said too, Mike, they're in purgatory and it sucks in that division. Um, I guess one thing you could say is, I guess maybe their running back situation hasn't always been the best, but. Matthew Stafford has always been a primarily thorn quarterback. So, that's cool. They got C.J. Anderson. We want to see what he does. Um, they have always had guys like Zach Zinner, who, you know, is a guy who pops out, gets two touchdowns for one week. Um, they got Carryon Johnson. They have a base, like, they have good talent across the board, but they don't have that star, at least on offense, I'll say, unless you consider Matthew Stafford that. Um, maybe T.J. Hawkinson uh, from Iowa is that guy. Maybe he ties it all together, and he could be that big threat that kind of puts them over the top. I don't think so. Um, so you're going to see another average year for them. Their defense is always going to be pretty average. Their offense is always going to be pretty average. Um, Matt Patricia is a good coach, and I feel like a lot of good coaches have made decent careers off just solid seasons over and over, as long as they don't tank it, as long as they don't go 3-13. Um, they can win a little bit more. They went 6-10, and 10, but they didn't do better in the division. So uh, I, don't, I don't even know if they're necessarily on the right track or not. They kind of just have to get out the rut. Um, they get to the playoffs and, you know, they get a nice little wild card or something like that, then I think it's a little more secure for him. But I don't think he gets fired anytime soon. I don't think it's his fault that the Lions are where they are. Yeah, Matt Patricia came in uh, to a situation that wasn't great. Uh, but I do believe they don't have improvement this season. Uh, I do believe that he's on the hot seat. Him being on the hot seat necessarily doesn't mean he's going to get fired because um, I do believe they'll give him at least three years. But if you don't get an improvement uh, and you get another high draft pick and you're not really doing doing much with that offense and the defense and your regresses, then what exactly what exactly are you doing as a head coach? Um, the Lions, honestly, I think they may be the most irrelevant team in the NFL. Um, I have to agree. 
nobody really <laughs> it's like they're really stuck in pur- purgatory nobody really talks about them nobody cares about w- what they're doing so maybe that can help Matt Patricia that nobody's even paying attention to him that he can just keep on flying uh under the radar but this Lions team is just it's it, I think it, it sucks I mean it's 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 not it's not a bad team but it's just the position that they're in they they're three better teams already than them in a division and it doesn't look like it's changing for the next couple of years. And definitely while Aaron Rodgers is still in that uh it's still in that NFC North, it's gonna to be tough for them to to make that uh to make that next next step. Before we move on from the Lions, though, I do want to talk about Matthew Stafford. Um he's he's an NFL quarterback. That's there's no denying that. He's gonna he's uh one of the top I, I would say fifteen quarterbacks in the NFL. But if he's not able to get the job done, I'll start with you here, Micah. Is there going to be a situation where they start looking to a quarterback of the future? There are a lot of good quarterbacks in next year's draft, so could they potentially start picking the quarterback of the future for the Lions where you had a situation with an Aaron Rodgers and uh, uh, Brett Favre where he sat for a couple of years before he even got to play? Oh, I absolutely think so. Um, it may not even be because of talent or what uh, Matthew Stafford brings on the field, but his age, bro, it's time. I mean, he is getting into that point at quarterbacks where you get kind of stagnated. Um, if I believe so, he was drafted in between the years. I want to say uh, maybe like 09, I believe. Uh, maybe, yeah, about the 09 season, 09, 10, 2008, something like that. Um, he had his time. He had his years with Calvin Johnson. Those were great years. Those are super years. Uh, and that was really fun to see. But when your quarterback is kind of just – average as he is, it's time to start looking. Um, and it might be a situation, like you said, where it's a, a, a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers situation. It might even be a situation where if they tank it out, they might get a guy early and kind of just do what the Giants are doing right now. It doesn't seem like Daniel Jones is going to play this year. And they have Eli kind of just letting his career go out just because he's kind of the stand-up guy that he is. Um, but I do think that for the Lions, it is time. It is time to start looking for another quarterback. It's definitely time to kind of re-energize the franchise somehow, get a star in there because it's just kind of bland right now. Prime? Yeah, I mean, it could be about that time. You know, maybe he really does. Other city, Detroit, they're not really known for winning. But uh, if you do trade him, who do you trade him to? I mean, you got the Giants with Eli coming out, about to retire this season. Uh Maybe they want to stick it out with Daniel Jones for a couple of years and see what he does. You know, he might surprise some people. I mean, when you look at the league, I mean, it's either you have everybody in the league has a starter right now or they have a young guy and want to see what they want to do. So there's no point bringing in a high-priced quarterback like that. So, I mean, maybe Detroit's the best place for him because I honestly don't see nowhere he could go. Maybe, you know, in a couple of years, if Denver doesn't like Flacco, you send him to Denver or – you know, somewhere like that. I, maybe he can replace Philip Rivers if he retires in a couple of years. You know, places like that. But I mean, maybe just you know, Detroit's for him. Yeah, uh, he signed a contract in 2017, a five-year extension. But uh, the Lions can get out of that contract in 2021. So if the season does start to look like, oh, maybe Matt, we need to move on and like try to just get something to start this franchise back up, we may see a a quarterback getting drafted. I don't think that. I don't think that we're going to get any type of QB change in uh, the next year or so, but that's something to definitely start start looking at for uh, the Lions. But it is interesting, uh, a point that you brought up, Prime. A lot of the teams now, the the older QBs have not given up yet. They're they're still pretty 
productive. And that is kind of hurting these young QBs coming up because we're getting in the draft where we have three, like, great QBs that everybody's saying that that are coming up. But, I mean, besides only, like, they're a, gonna go? a couple of teams, <laughs> where, where are those quarterbacks going to end up? So, as long as the Rodgers, the Staffords, the Rivers, the Big Bens, the Tom Brady's, like, as long as all those players keep playing each and every season, like, quarterbacks are quarterbacks are going to start – sitting for a couple of years, we're going to get a, a, like a new switch where it went from rookie quarterbacks starting all the time to now rookie quarterbacks are going to have to be sitting behind uh, some vets for a couple of years while they play out <clears throat> the rest of their uh, rest of their career. But we're going to move to best, uh, best defense. We're going to start off with the best defense here in the NFC North. Mike, I'll start with you here. What is your rankings for defenses in uh, the NFC North? Uh, the best defense, it's got to be the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. Name wise, talent wise, whatever, however you want to shake it, however you want to put it, they have the best. I feel like they have the best front seven and the best secondary. Uh, I don't think it's a question where it's like split or anything like that. Uh, they're clearly the best. Um, if I was to give a rank, uh, it would be like the Vikings or Pi. I would see the Vikings or Pi be the second best defense. Um, they have a similar, I guess, archetype to what the Bears have, just without the the firepower. I feel like uh, they have great players. Don't get me wrong, Daniel Hunter was a big, big player for them last year. And, of course, the guy guys like Limbaugh Joseph on the back end, uh, guys like Xavier Rose. He's getting a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say older, but his production has slowed down. But he's still a great corner. And Harrison Smith is always going to be that guy. Um, and then if I was to put the last two in, I guess, uh, a ranking format, it would have to be Lions and then Packers. Um, I do like the Lions defense. Uh, they're young, and I feel like they have a tendency to be really, really just kind of I, it's a lot of just – I guess I could just have just, like, bland. Like, they don't make any plays that pop, but I feel like they're solid enough they can win you a couple games. And um, the Packers – the Packers' defense is just, like uh, – they made the necessary steps in the offseason to try to get better. Rashawn Gary is – I feel like he's going to pop for them this season. I feel like he's going to have a pretty big year. Um, but after that, you got some guys like Blake Martinez that really be uh, a big part of your defense. Zadarius Smith who was from Baltimore, you actually guys like him should be a really big part of your defense. Um, I'm going to see how it goes. I feel like it's an experiment, if anything. But uh, I just – I don't really like that Packers defense too much. I think the Lions have a better shot at being a better defense than they do. Prime? Yeah, man, this one's pretty easy. It's Bears, Vikings, Lions, Packers. Bears is the most dominant. Uh, probably would switch the Packers to number three. We just don't know how the new pieces are going to fit. Um. Yeah, it's pretty easy. The Bears got Khalil Mack, so they're <laughs> yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's John. It's 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 one of those situations where it's like the even if they didn't have other players on their defense, the Bears probably still would be number one just because of how dominant Khalil Mack is. But they do have other players and are one of the top defenses, so it's it's pretty easy here. Uh, like you said, Bears one, uh, Vikings two. I do like the Packers defense a lot, but. A lot of unproven talent um, on that Packers defense. So, yeah, Lions three, and then we'll go with uh, the Packers four. Moving on to the best offense in uh, in the division. I'll start with you, Prime. Uh, it's going to be the Packers get the best quarterback, and they have the elite number one receiver. It was kind of a little hard, man. You can actually go Vikings number one, to be honest, because yep. they have more talent at the other positions. But Aaron Rodgers is such a Hall of Fame-type talent. I got to give him the edge. So I'm going to go Vikings uh, Vikings two, 
Lions three, and then the Bears are fourth. Um, I'm gonna go Vikings three. No, what I say? Vikings, Lions. Vikings two, Vikings two because the like I said, the elite you know weapons are Cal Rudolph. They got the tight end from Alabama. You got Dalvin Cook coming back. You know the two guys on the outside. Then you got the Lions three because I have Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's just always gonna produce. I don't. He's like. I don't know, man. It's like he doesn't even really matter who's at the wide receiver position. He's just going to keep slinging the ball. Yep. Yeah, man. And then at number four, you got the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, he's the worst quarterback. I don't really <laughs> believe <laughs> believe in him. He didn't really play that bad last year. It just looks bad because he made the pro ball. But, I mean, a lot of guys declined to go. But still, he still made it. Uh, they got rid of the running back, Jordan Howard. Outside of Allen Robinson. I mean, what do you really have at the tight end position? You know, so that's the order. Michael? Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Vikings at one Um, simply because of stats. If we're going to go by stats, I mean, effectiveness is pretty good too. Uh, they are pretty effective offense. It's just when you're asking Kirk Cousins to make a big-time play, we know how that goes. But um, I think they have the best – second-best receiver tandem in the league. Um, I think they – having Dalvin Cook back is big for them. Uh. Just having a, an Alvin Kamara-type talent in the backfield is going to be big for Kirk Cousins. Um, Ursula Jr., I expect, uh, I expect them to play well. Uh, they might – actually, they might put them in the slot because I don't think they have a slot receiver on tap unless you put Thielen or Diggs in the slot. Um, I think with the Vikings, it's just – you just hope they all put it together and they're always going to have great stats. Uh, the Packers are my two. No questions asked. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks ever. He's going to make it happen. He's always had great receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams is just next in a long line of guys since really like Donald Driver have been a great Packers receivers. Um, you hope that everybody else steps up, but for Aaron Rodgers, he kind of makes players great around him. So instead of Jimmy Graham, he's still holding it down up there. We see you with your like three touchdowns a year, bro. Um, <laughs> for my third spot, for my third spot, uh, whew, man, uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. Yes, uh, they do have Rex Grossman Jr. at quarterback. Uh, shout out Mitch Trubisky. He doesn't do much. I feel like that Pro Bowl was like, yes, like you said, people denied it. But come on, bro, it's Mitch Trubisky. Um, I think Tariq Cohen is a big, big part of the offense. I just see him taking the necessary steps to be not just a Pro Bowler for a return game, but possibly being like a gadget Pro Bowl player, uh, a third down back type of player where he's just he's so dominant that he just is undeniable. Um, you hope that the receiver stuff, you hope Riley really takes over as your, like, X or Z receiver because, yeah, Taylor Gabriel's cool, but he's not going to start. Uh, Allen Robinson, overrated. I, he's probably still going to have the starting spot, and you hope Anthony Miller takes that necessary step, and you hope Cordero Patterson is a good, like, fourth or fifth receiver. Um, and then the Lions, man, the Lions, the Lions, the Lions. Isn't, they're always a, a decent offense, and I think Matthew Stafford, he's always going to have at least 4,000 yards passing at this point in his career. But that – and the receiver core is not bad. That old line is atrocious to me. Um, they're tight end and stuff. I mean, Jesse James is cool, but it's not like you have an A.B. and Le'Veon situation or even a Juju situation where there's so many guys just around the field that Jesse James gets about 45 catches. Um, he's going to end up being a lot of – in a, like, you know, a lot of primary reads and stuff like that. I don't see it happening. I have to have him as my last, uh, my last offense in the uh, NFC North. Yeah, the Viking the Vikings. It just seems like they have everything like 
perfect and going for them. But I'm still going with the Packers one because Aaron Rodgers, I mean, his running back was number 88 last year. Oh, like Ty Montgomery. Like, that's, <laughs> that's all you have to know. And like, Rodgers is going to make it work. He got Adams, and besides that, besides that, I, I think I think they're straight. Um, I'm still going to go with the Packers at the number one offense. Vikings number two. Uh, Diggs and Thielen, like you said, getting Cook back is definitely huge if he can stay healthy. Kirk Cousins is a very serviceable, uh, serviceable quarterback. They do need to uh, work on their offensive line, uh, getting that a lot better and getting that very stable. Um, I go with. I'll go with the the Lions at three and the Bears at four just because I'm not a big believer in Mitch, and I think he's just – he's going to be a, a general for you. He's never going to, like, wow or anything, but Matthew Stafford can go ahead and lead a drive for you late, late in the game. He can go ahead and, and throw the ball, and if you need those yards, he's definitely going to get it for you. We saw Mitch do it once um, in the playoffs, able to lead that drive, but I don't know if he's – that consisted of a QB to be able to do that uh, multiple times. Talking about QBs, though, we're going to rank our best QBs of the NFC North. I think this is also a pretty, yeah. a pretty easy, easy, easy one here. I'll start with you, Micah. Uh, well, I hope Aaron Rodgers is one of everybody's list. Yeah, that's not a question. Yeah, yeah bro. Uh, number two and three is actually pretty interesting. It's about uh, what you want out of your quarterback. So if we're going to go two and three, honestly – I will go Matt Stafford at two and Kirk Cousins at three. Uh, and then I will have Mitch Trubisky, Ron, and I at four. Uh, my reason for that, for the two and three spot, um, simply because I've seen Matt Stafford put it together and win some games, strictly off just being a, a top 15 talent at quarterback. Uh, he has a clutch gene in him. Uh, and hopefully he has playmakers that can help him out with that. Uh, and Kirk Cousins at three is simply because he's Mr. Statman, bro. But when it's Monday night or Sunday night, it's been five years of Kirk Cousins just letting people down. Uh, and I just, at this point, it's just like, he's, he's a good quarterback, but I, I would take, I would take Matthew Stafford on that Lions team. I should be on that uh, Vikings team over him. So yeah, uh, I will go with that. And, yeah. Um, we're going to go with Rogers one, Stafford two, Kirk three, Mitch four. My list, I don't know, it was pretty easy to me. Uh, if you put man, Matthew Stafford got heart. He got he's he can uh, in the clutch. He can get it done for you. It's just team isn't always always that good. Like if you put Matthew Stafford on the Vikings, they absolutely that, that's you know, a Super Bowl. They're, they're there, there, <laughs> now you now you got something. So uh, Kirk Cousins is I I had no choice to put him at three only because Mitch Trubisky so young. You don't know what he's gonna do. And yeah, but as long as Aaron Rodgers number one, yeah, uh, that's where I went with Aaron Rodgers one, head and shoulders be above every other quarterback in the division. Matthew Stafford two, he's a very, very, very good quarterback. Mitch, uh, not Mitch, uh, Kirk three. Uh, if Mitch has a good year this year and the Bears are able to make another deep run and he's able to be a quarterback that like isn't just basically making. Sh- leading the offense so they don't lose, but actually can help them try and win some games. I think I'm going to end up putting Mitch above Kirk Cousins, but right now Kirk Cousins is still a better quarterback than Mitch. Uh, so Kirk at three and then Mitch at four. And then I think the most interesting part, because they're very two good, very good. Well, I guess three good teams and they're like two teams that are very, very good that can make a uh, deep runs in the division. 
I'll start with you here, Prime. What is your rankings for this division, and who do you have coming out of the NFC North? Well, we got to go off of a little bit of last season, a little bit of the offseason. So, one, I got the Bears. Two, I got the Packers. Three, I got the Vikings. Four, I got the Lions. The reason I go number one with the Bears because the defense, man. The defense is too crazy. And you add HaHa Clan Dix. You still got Eddie Jackson, Cal Fuller, you know, Leonard Floyd. So, is Mitch Trubisky going to deck it? Is he going to play good enough to – is he going to throw the – all he got to do is be Alex Smith. Can he be Alex Smith? Yep. We about to find out. <laughs> so, you know, the Packers being number two, it's not like a far number two. They're like right on their heels. Do, do you think it, Do you think Packers make the playoffs though? Oh, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they, Even if they, you know, wild card, win a division, they'll make it. They'll be the fifth seed, if anything. So, I'm going to go with that. Micah? Yeah, uh, I was just going to say that there's definitely two playoff teams in the NFC North, and I think, like you said, it would be uh, – I think it would be Bears at one. Um, it would be way closer, I think. It would be like a, a, an 11-5, 10-6 for my one and two. So, Bears at one. Uh, Green Bay, uh, maybe like they 10-6. Aaron Rodgers getting back in his groove at two. Um, for my three, I would have to go Vikings. I feel like they – I mean, my eight man. Yeah, my man spoke to the me? He said he's an eight and eight quarterback, so I have no choice but to put them at eight and eight. Uh, seven and nine if Kirk has his typical Kirk Cousins performance in a game that matters. But yeah, to be around there, and then Detroit, 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 man. Uh, I, I don't want to say. One. Yeah, I don't want to say that they repeat their record from last year of six and ten, but I don't think they get better. So I would have to say they get worse. I say they go five and eleven. Um, they have another high draft pick, and it's another situation where you really got to examine what you want to do for the future. There's going to be a lot of questions being asked, but yeah, I think it, the Detroit just has a lot they have to do to get back on track. Aaron Rodgers, he's he's the best quarterback I've ever seen, pure quarterback I've ever seen. Tom Brady is the GOAT with the rings and everything, but just a quarterback presence, passing ability, everything. Aaron Rodgers is that man. Um, I think this is the year that he finally he just goes on a like a, a revenge tour. I feel like everybody's been been doubting him, been talking a lot of talking a lot of trash about this team, Mike McCarthy, and just seemed like there's just been a whole lot of beef around that team. I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna say, you know what, I'm tired of hearing all of this. I just want to get back to playing football, and I think that the Packers end up winning the division. I do. I believe it's going to be by by one game. They're going to be eleven and five, and I have the Bears at ten and six. Uh, the Vikings eight and eight, and the Lions four four and twelve. Uh, I mean, the Lions you're not you're not gonna get much from the Lions. So, uh, it's it, it. I guess it's kind of good because they are kind of working themselves out of this purgatory. Because if you keep going four and twelve, six and ten these years, you're gonna keep getting good draft picks, and eventually you're gonna have a good a good squad. Look at the, what the Bears were able to do. The Bears were bad for a couple of years. Uh, the Rams were bad. So it, it always comes around full circle for. Uh, a lot of these teams, not all of the teams. Look at the the Redskins; they've been they've been stuck in purgatory forever. But uh, we'll, we'll get 20, to the, twenty years, bro. <laughs> we'll get to the NFC East uh, pretty soon. But yeah, I, I think that the Lions are going to round it out. And but this is going to be a very fun division because the Vikings do have an ability. If Kirk Cousins does have a twenty fifteen type of year uh, with the Redskins, to go ahead and win 
uh, win the division. So I think there are three teams that can actually win a division. I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins, and I don't think that he's going to be able to uh, to have the ability to lead to lead that team. But any any other last minute comments about this division before get uh, out of this podcast? Um. Like you just said, how the Vikings have a chance to win the division. I think they have a chance to actually tank, tank it this season. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, bro. With a lot just riding on the fact that they, it feels like there's a lot of like it has to happen right now. I, I feel like for the last four or five years they've had this kind of nucleus where, like I said, they've been able to at least do something and make some type of playoff push or whatever it is. I feel like they might collapse this year, given the fact that they just have Kirk Cousins at the helm. And with the receiver situation, um, receivers are, you know, you have two receivers. If one of them goes down, I don't know who steps up for them. If Diggs gets hurt, if Thielen gets hurt, I don't know who it is. And I just, I don't know. It's just something about that Vikings team that maybe it's time just to break all that up, too, in a kind of surprising way. So you might see them tank it, but I don't expect that really to happen. Yeah, also, I, I just wanted to add, I think this is going to be – Aaron Rodgers is going to be back in the MVP discussion. Oh, yeah, no sure. doubt, bro. I, I, I just think that he's, he's going to come out guns blazing. Um, he's been hurt the past couple of years, hasn't been 100% healthy. He's, he had a full offseason. He was very healthy this, uh, this offseason. Going into training camp, uh, going into training camp with, uh, with, with a healthy body, not having to worry about uh, recovering or anything. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the MVP discussion. I think he's probably going to end up winning it next year just because he's, uh, he's going to go off. But I think that's going to do it for the NFC North. We'll be back with another AFC team. I think it's time uh, to go to the AFC East Uh-oh. for our for our next uh, our next podcast. Meaning that in two podcasts, we'll be coming up on the NFC East. I know that's that's going to be a fun one. We got we oh got no, bro, a lot a lot of to get into it. But we have to get to the AFC first. So we'll talk. We'll get uh, the AFC East in our next podcast. But for Mike. For Micah and for Prime, we'll see you on the next podcast. Peace.